Hello, Michelle Laurie here. It's no secret that Australia's property market is out of control these days, but I, for one, can't seem to stop following along. I've become a bit obsessed with it, to be honest. What's up, what's down, and who on earth is paying those prices for those houses? So I want to personally recommend a podcast for you. It's called Real Property. It'll keep you across the latest information on the Australian property market in a clear and easy-to-digest way. Real Property, building a community of more informed property buyers. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The producers of this podcast recognise the traditional owners of the land on which it's recorded. They pay respect to the Aboriginal elders past, present and those emerging. When you're in a time of great stress, of real loss and grief, then uh, don't drink. When the times are good, you'll be able to go back and drink again. But when times are bad, it's a really good time then not to drink. Alcohol is not your friend in times of great stress, and it can quite easily and quickly become a problem for you. When is a head cold not a head cold? When it's actually proof that you're in for the fight of your life. Hugh Remington is a trusted news deliverer. When he tells me something, I believe him. He's a smart guy. He does his homework. He's reported on important events from around the world. I believe he knows what's what, and he tells the truth without fear or favour. However, I also believe Hugh received some news in 2020 that left him fearful. I'm Michelle Laurie, and this is Calm Your Farm, Tips and tricks for taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus. I think most of us would report that 2020 changed us and our relationships in some way. As usual, Hugh Remington has a pretty clear analysis to offer, although that's probably got something to do with the very clear threat that he and his family faced. In November of... uh... 2019, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer, and then um, we soon discovered she had two completely separate cancers. So, so we entered 2020 with um, a, a serious cancer battle on, and then, as a consequence of the chemotherapy, my wife had virtually no uh, immune system. So she picked up a a slight sort of head cold from uh, our son. And that was enough to put her straight into emergency. She, she had nothing to fight it with. We decided we'd both lived in Hong Kong and uh, Hong Kong had gone through SARS and everyone in Hong Kong had a higher level of what pandemic conditions might be like as a result of the SARS 
disease, which had gone through as another coronavirus disease. And so we immediately went into uh, a decision. We, we said, we've got one strategic goal for the end of 2020, and that is for Mary, my wife, to still be alive. And consequently, before people were locking down, we made a decision that I would move a room downstairs, which uh, had its own bathroom, a little kitchen. And so I moved down there and I would go out to shopping and so on, and then disinfect everything and put it at the bottom of the stairs in a box. And my we took the kids, the younger kids out of school and um, and and my wife or, or my son would come down and pick up the shopping from the box or cooking that I might have done and then take it upstairs. And it was all designed so that she couldn't be exposed to the virus. We have basic strengths. It's not a surprise to me because I've seen people find these strengths in crises all around the world. And, and, I, and I know that they exist in, in us and you can call on them when you need them. And there's something mightily clarifying about having seen your wife basically in a life and death struggle where everything else becomes unimportant. So it was tough, it was depressing, um, but we had a very simple task and that was to keep Mary alive. And that was the best of it, I suppose, is that is that we knew we, we had to rely on each other to get through that time. But the upside was is that the doctors did wonderful stuff and Mary was tough and she's cancer-free at the moment, so that's, that's good news. Sometimes it's a strange thing about living in an affluent world that it's possible to get yourself tied up in knots over what I call option dilemmas. You know, do I take this job or do I travel overseas? Do I go out with this person or that other person over there, they're both attractive. These are option dilemmas. And most of the time, the great stresses of our lives don't come when our backs are against the wall facing something that's life and death. It's pretty straightforward then. You've only got one thing to do, and that is to do the best you can. A lot of our misery, oddly enough, comes from option dilemmas. And that's not to make light of them. They can be genuine choices, difficulties. Do you take that job or do you go overseas? Do you go out with that person or that person? Those are real life choices that are complicated and can cause us stress. But real stress, we do have resources buried in us that we can call on in those times. Nelson Mandela was asked at one stage, what's your advice to someone as to what they should do with their life? You know, presumably expecting some sort of get out there and fight all the big battles, whatever the hell it was. And Mandela said, make yourself useful. And it's such a simple idea. It's a great idea. Um, when times are tough, make yourself useful in some way. And if you're constantly making yourself useful, you're helping. You're a contributor. And you try to sort of get that message through to your kids. Just make yourself useful. And there's a lot of reward to be had in that and, and a sort of a strength that you draw from each other. If everyone's kind of making themselves useful around you, even at times of stress, you're going to get there. Well, I've found myself consoled by the written word. So uh, I, love, I love music, but it's hard in a household when you've got a whole bunch of kids around the place who've got lots of competing music going on. Uh, so that doesn't work too well. But I have always found consolation in reading. And I always have by my bed one or two 
books of poems. I don't always dip into them. I'll be reading something else. I'm constantly reading when I can. And I find that that's, that's a source of joy. And also, like I've just finished a, a, a fantastic biography of the war correspondent Marie Colvin, the bravest and the best in many ways. She was killed in Syria um, some years ago. And it's, it, it's always good to be reminded of the struggles that others went through and that they managed. You know, reading is the way in which we connect to the human experience in a broader sense, but also to history. So, you know, whatever times you're going through are just the latest cork bobbing on an ocean of history, of human endeavor and loss uh, and success. And it's useful to be reminded sometimes of that sort of perspective of where we are in, in, in the long span of history. And it allows you to keep a, you know, a sense of humor about your own problems and, and the world's problems at any given time, but also to see it in historic terms that we are also making history and how we live and how we comport ourselves will speak to what we are in historical terms. The two most useful pieces of advice are in contradiction with each other, and each of them are enormously valuable. And one of them can be summed up with the famous uh, Winston Churchill quote, when going through hell, keep going. And really what that message is, is yes, life is shit. Whatever it is is shit. Acknowledge that it's shit, but keep going. It's all right. If you keep going, there's a better time at the other end of it. So that's the kind of persevere message. And yet there's another side to it, which is in a way less passive. And that says that you can change your circumstances if you must. So one of the things from early days when I was 22 years old, this is my personal mantra, which came up which is always invest your money in your mental health. And to me, that means that if, you know, something might be comfortable, you might be in a position that's well paid, you might be in a marriage that's toxic and bad for you, but to break it is going to cost you money. It's going to make you less materially well off. It may be that you identify that there are fears that are stopping you doing what you want to do and that you need to meet those fears, but that might involve some money. In my case, I wanted to manage a fear of heights. I know that sounds strange, but I felt myself constrained by it. And so I started rock climbing and then ultimately mountain climbing. And that cost money. But in beating the fear of heights, it gave me enormous power to make me feel that I could beat other things that gave me fear. So on the one level, keep going, persist though things are hard. If you're going through hell, if you think you're on the right path, keep going. And the counter side to that is, is that if it's complete shit, don't be a mad fool, you know, and particularly where you identify fear in yourself and you've really got to go down deep to say, what is the thing I'm most afraid of? And then if you can identify the thing that you fear the most, confront it head on. And if, and if that involves investing money or investing your own energies to confront it head on, then don't be afraid of that change because you will be so much stronger. And ultimately, all our strength is from inside ourselves. And we have to find our strength. 
But once we found it in a real and authentic way, it is our strength forever. For more tips on taking care of you from the unlikeliest of gurus, including recipes for relaxing body products you can make at home, things to read and watch instead of scrolling through your phone, cheap, cheerful and calming gift ideas, go to calmyourfarm.com.au. We'd love to hear your ideas too. This has been another Smartfella production in conjunction with the Acast Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code buttery. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.